I'm Laura Engel, Fox News Radio, and we are spending a few moments with Dylan Scott. How are you? How are you? I'm Country great. music superstar in the well, house. I'll tell you what, we're not a superstar yet, but I like the I like the sound of that. It, it fits you. It fits you. I it does indeed. That. Yeah. Well, congratulations, first of all, on all your success. Thank you. You're here to talk about your new album, the new single, the tour. You have a lot going on. It's a busy year for sure. I thought last year was busy. This year it's oh, it's crazy. So tell me about where you are in your career. Well, um, we got an album out last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I just came off of a top 40 single, and we're currently sitting uh, with a top 30 single. We're just in the beginning stages of the career, but it's pretty awesome so far. I'm always so curious. How does that work? Do, does somebody call you? Are you watching the charts? How does it work when you find out that you're starting, that your song that you wrote with your love and your heart, and <laughs> it's starting to connect with people, and people are digging it and you're starting to rise what where does that how does it happen for me i sit on the road you know i try not to look at the chart because it'll drive you crazy yeah um but i sit on the road you know we're playing shows clubs small theaters and you're seeing people sing your songs back to you and dance and smile and they'll come up to you and say hey we're going to use this in our wedding and and that's just kind of a a indicator that man i guess i guess we're doing something right you know so first i sit on the road and then the guys from the label or my management will call me and be like hey we we jumped three spots or we jumped four spice and it's it's crazy to think about it be honest with you right when you talk about the numbers that are behind the numbers that are behind uh the chart movement which is the album sales and the people that love you enough to have the music in their earbuds when they're going for a run or in the truck when they're driving down the street that is a big deal to me it is i mean i never thought i'd be a part of a song write a song or just even record a song where people would like you say run down the road listen to it in the earbuds or you know listen to it in their car or, or show their buddies or whatnot one of the things I love about radio is, and I've been doing the radio for a long time, is it, it is such a it is such a personal connection when you are in somebody's ear, right? So, I mean, people really, when they spend time with you and your music, uh, you've been described as an old soul with a young spirit. I'll take that as a compliment. I, you yeah. know, that's that's what people are writing about you. I'm telling <laughs> you what's out there. Uh, so, where do you do you do you connect with that? Do you resonate with that statement? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Um, I grew up a, a huge country, country music fan, like old school country music fan. Keith Whitley, you know, guys like that, George Strait. But at the same time, I mean, I grew up listening to guys like Maroon 5 and Lil Wayne and T-Pain, yeah. all that kind of <laughs> stuff, you know. So my music kind of resonates with, with everything, old school country music over to hip-hop and R&B to pop music. And so, uh, yeah, I'll take that. Okay. I want to talk to you about your dad okay. and his influence. Sure. I understand that uh, also a musician. Yes. And you also have a lot of other musicians in your family. Yeah. But take me back to, you know, when it when it started to connect with you, when you realized this is something something not only that I like, it's something that I have within me. I'll be honest with you, it's kind of really all I've ever known. My dad lived in Nashville for years, played with guys like Freddie Fender and Freddie Hart, and married, met my mom and gave it all up and back to Louisiana. So when, when I was born, you know, he just got off the road. And uh, I grew up seeing pictures of my dad, seeing videos of him on stage, hearing his music. And so when you're when you're a kid, you want to you wanna be your dad or you want to be your mom. And usually you kind of grow out of that. And I kind of really... Never grew out of that. Just kind of what I knew. I, I knew sitting in the living room playing guitar with my dad and singing, and I never really wanted to be anything else but an artist. And moved to Nashville, and uh, I just kept my mind straight and told myself I was going to do it. And 
luckily things have worked out a little bit. How old were you when that was happening? I ask because I have a four-year-old son. My yep. husband is a musician. And so we have a piano in the house and three drum kits. Um, my husband's a drummer. And so, but I watch, I watch the connection with my four-year-old and my husband with music. And there's something so incredibly powerful about yep. that. Do you remember that far back? Absolutely. I, mean, I can remember back being first and second grade and being on the playground with my kids. Or not my kids, but my friends. Yeah. Be like, hey, you know, I'm going to be this when I get older and be this. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move Nashville. And uh, I mean, fast forward a couple of years later, I'm in fourth grade. And uh, in fourth grade, we got to write a book. All the, the kids in the class got mm-hmm. to write a book, a hard copy book and get it published and whatnot. And my my book was called, in, in fourth grade, was called My Future Life. Ooh. And my future life in fourth grade was literally graduate high school, move to Nashville, record, songwrite, and, you know, hopefully become a star one day. So okay, I, I, mean, where- I knew in fourth grade what I wanted. So. Where where is this book? I need to buy a copy of this. <laughs> yeah, is that my? Oh yeah, it's nothing you want to buy. Tell you, know, but it's it's kind of cool. But how looking fun back. is that? The fourth grade dream. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. I you mean, know? it's just it just shows if you whatever you want to be, if you just tell yourself I'm going to do this and just stay positive and and go for it. Fast, it can happen. Fast forward to when you are a teenager and yeah. you get your first contract at 19. That's right. How did that happen? Uh, a miracle. You know, uh, I started going to Nashville when I was 16 years old and uh, just here and there, mm-hmm. seeing the city, meeting some people. And my senior year of high school, I missed a total of six weeks, wow. just accumulated over yeah. the year, going back and forth to Nashville, meeting with people. And I don't know how I graduated by missing six weeks out of a whole <laughs> year, but I did. We had it worked out. But it means you're a hard worker. I guess. But I met my, my manager, who's still my manager. And I had a meeting with him, and he told me, he said, if I don't have you a deal, a record deal, in six months, you know, I'm not going to hold you up. You go, you find somebody else who can get you a deal. And I just graduated high school, like, maybe a month. And I was riding around one day, probably going to Sonic or somewhere to get a cheeseburger, (laughs) you know. And uh, he called me up. He said, hey, I got a couple offers. I was like, are you serious? And so one was from Warner Brothers and one was from Curb Records. And so... Um, I'm a, I'm no a, big deal. Yeah, you know, and that was like six weeks. It took like six weeks for him to do it. So he really had it going on. But I grew up a huge Tim McGraw fan, and Tim McGraw was on Curb Records, and he grew up about 30 minutes from where I grew up. So I can remember looking on the back of CDs and seeing Curb Records. Right. I've just always seen Curb. And so it was an obvious decision what I wanted to do, you know, go to Curb Records. So I was very fortunate, very blessed in my situation. It almost reminds me of watching The Voice, you know, when they have to choose, you know, you've got like yeah. a couple of offers of like, who are you going to choose? Which label? Not a bad problem to have uh, at age 19. Um, so let's talk about, so you referenced the the disc and we've got it here in studio and yeah. we're, oh, I'm opening it up for the first time and taking a look. Um, tell me about this album. Tell me about My Girl for people who don't know about the song that has just, you know, exploded. Yeah. So My Girl's our, our current single. Um, it's probably, no doubt, my favorite song I've on the album slash ever written, uh, just because it's true. You know, um, it's about my girl. We were high school sweethearts. I was 15. She was 16 when we started dating. And um, I moved to Nashville. She stayed in Louisiana. We did long distance for six years. It worked out. Wow. And um, But I was home at one point visiting, and we were riding around in the truck. And I'm not really paying attention, but I can see her over there out of my side view, and she's turning the station. And she stopped when she got to an Eminem song. Oh. And so, you know, I'm still not thinking anything. But when she started bobbing her head and dancing, I'm kind of paying attention. Then she started talking about mom's spaghetti and palms are sweaty. And she's rapping the whole song word for word. And I'd never heard her sing. Oh. And so she's she's getting it. 
Uh, I'll be honest with you, it was hot. Okay? Yeah, it was hot. And so the girls got rhythm. Yeah, she and did. ACDC she wrote had a rhythm I didn't it. know about. Yeah. I'll tell you that. And so we get back to I got back to Nashville and I told a buddy of mine, I was like, I want to write about that moment right there because I, I like to write real stuff as, mm-hmm. as real as I can make it and stuff that people can relate to. And so we sat down and tried to write it, and it was it was tough at first. And so I just decided to call it my girl and write about all the things that I get to see in my girl that nobody else is going to see because nobody's going to see her rap. She ain't going to do that for anybody else. Oh, come so. on now. She hasn't come out on stage I've and tried, share that? I've tried. We're, we're actually in the studio right now doing a Christmas album. And I, like, I want her to come on and do a song with me. Sure. She won't do it, though. Wow. But anyway. I bet you can convince her about. someday. So, yeah, mm-hmm. t- talking about real stuff, looking through the uh, titles of these songs, Ball Cap, Beer Buddies, Freak Show, I Lost You, Living Room. What's Living Room about? Living Room is a song I did not write. It's about, um, it's it's more on the countryside, which I want to put I, on this album. You know, we have some really country stuff. We've got some stuff that's pretty poppy, you know. Mm-hmm. But Living Room's on the countryside, and um, it's a song about a guy who thought that, you know, he wanted more living room in his life, like without without the girl, and realized that he had too much living room. He had an empty living room. He didn't oh, have anything. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a great song. And what about Passenger Seat? You wrote this one. Yeah, Passenger Seat's a song that I did write. Um, Passenger Seat's about, I tell the guys in my show, you know, we've all been there at 15, 16, 17 years old, and you got your first truck or your first car, and you got your girl in there, and life's great, and then usually that girl that once sat in your passenger seat is no longer the girl in your passenger seat. So true. Yeah. True stuff. I try to make it as true as I can. That's right. All right. So the album is doing well. My girl, as I mentioned, skyrocketing. Now, I was looking at your tour schedule for the year, and wow. I mean, it made me tired just looking at it. But you've got a full packed schedule. Tell me about how do you pick the the venues, the, the towns, the pace of the tour? How does that work? We're full blast. That's yeah. the pace. Full blast, you know. That's what it looks like. Um, I just trust my, my, my booking agency, William Morris Agency, and my management. And I just kind of let them go for it. You right. know, if they feel like we need to be there, then book it. And let's get there and let's build this thing. That's kind of what we've done over the past three or four years. We went out, I mean, three years ago, went to Montana and played for 12 people. Mm-hmm. You know, and now we're packing places out. So it's uh, one of those deals where you go to the city, you play there, and then the next time you go, hopefully it's a full house. Right. Well, with your success that is in full stride now, um, is there anything that you would go back and tell your younger self that when you were trying to make it, when you were trying to get that first deal? Is yeah. there anything you would do different? There'd be nothing I would do different, you know, but I would tell myself just be a little more patient. My dad told me growing up, this is like the Taylor Swift time when yeah. she was just yes. busting out on the scene. So we were like the same age. So she was 16. I was 16. I was like, Dad, she can do it. Come on, let's go to Nashville. I can do it. And he, I remember him telling me it's not an overnight success. It's right. not. And, and that's a true that's a true statement. I didn't understand it at the time, but you think, OK, I'll move to Nashville. I'll get this stuff going. But it takes a while. Mm-hmm. And so I just would if I could go back, I would just tell myself, look, settle down. It'll happen. Breathe. Right. And just enjoy it. So. Somebody told me just today, slow and steady wins the race. Absolutely. Like, you know, like you yeah. really have to because it's so hard. I mean, and especially now in this day and age when we're all watching these shows on TV, that the reality shows or you're following social media. And it does seem for some people that it can happen quickly. And sometimes that's not always the best thing. It's not the as best we've thing. Seen. You know, sometimes you go straight to the top the and then straight to the bottom, you know. So, yeah, it's building blocks. So in, d- in addition to that advice, any advice you would give to your fans listening now? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you want to, whatever you want to be, if you want to be a country music singer, I mean, my advice is to just not give up and be positive about it and move to Nashville. 
You yeah. know, go to Nashville and meet some people and just start working. I think the biggest key is people think it's not work. You know, <laughs> right. they think, oh, it's a I'm music just wanna, video. It's, it's a music video. <laughs> it's, oh, you get to go out and play and stay, you know, on the stage every night. I mean, you, know, you get to play your guitar, but it's a lot of work is what it is. And so you have to have a great work ethic and just go for it. Yeah. And in, in terms of I wanted to go back to your family, we spoke about your father. I understand you have family, you have family members that you've been gigging with your brother, yeah, right? Yeah, my little brother. He's three years younger than I am. He's got this really long hair. I don't know where he gets it from, but <laughs> he's got the whole look. You know, he's the lead guitar player. And uh, so I got my little brother out on the road with me. And then it's really cool. My drummer and my bass player, their brothers, not oh. my brothers, but their brothers. Oh, and so there's nice. two sets of brothers. You know, there's no fight and there's no bickering. Everybody's just getting along and they're phenomenal musicians on top of that. So I really lucked up. That is so fun. And so when you are out on the road, you're doing these gigs. One of the things that I like to ask people when they're in here in the studio is, what is the one thing that people might find surprising about you? Surprising? That you, that you don't talk about, like a hobby, like a, a skill yeah. that you, like a, I, a steak that you make, yeah. whatever. I'm from, uh, like I said, I'm from Louisiana. Uh-huh. So I grew up. I'm a big hunter. Oh, okay. I'm an avid hunter. Like that makes yeah. Deer hunter, duck hunter. I like NASCAR. I'm like your ultimate redneck in skinny jeans <laughs> or something, you know. So, uh, yeah, I just I, that's that's my passion. If I'm not on the road, I'm usually either at a racetrack somewhere or I'm on a hunting trip or a fishing trip or something. Are you grilling and chilling at home with I, your girl? Always grilling. I love grilling. Yeah. yeah. What's your specialty? I've heard I'm pretty good at a burger. Mm -hmm. You know, making a mean burger, but. I don't really know what my specialty is. I just, okay. I like to cook. I do. Right. I so I'm, I'm quite confident you have good cookouts <laughs> at your house. And what music is playing when you're having your cookout? It's a mixture. I'll turn on a good playlist of, you know, old school Whitley or George Strait or Tim McGraw. And then it may turn over and you hear some Drake or mm -hmm. some, uh, you know, some Selena Gomez, some Justin Bieber. Who knows? You know, do so. you have rock and roll in the mix? Is there like I'm not a big rock and roll guy. Yeah. I just, I don't know. That was never my. What I mean, about like I, Leonard Skinner or. I mean, even a little bit. A little not, bit. not, not much. Okay. I, I mean, back in the day, I'd listen to a little, a little Nickelback or a yeah. little a Hinder, mm -hmm. guys like that, but okay. not big rock and roll. All right. Well, good to sorry. know. No, that, don't be sorry. I just want to get my playlist right when I come over for the barbecue <laughs> that I know I'm going to be invited to later this year. So uh, so we've got the tour. Uh, we've got the album. What else is next for Dylan Scott? We're spending a few moments with Dylan Scott, by the way. Yeah. I mean, hopefully just building on this single, you know, getting higher up the yeah. chart. And then, uh, I mean, my goal is to go from these clubs to small theaters to maybe bigger theaters to arenas to on tour. You know, just... What about a movie? That would be cool. Yeah, get like in a yeah. NASCAR movie or something. A movie about a race car yeah. driver. I was talking about that yeah. just this morning, you know. Maybe down the road when we get this rolling... That'd be really fun. Yeah. Pay attention try, now, producers out there in the world listening to this podcast, and I know you are. Uh, Dylan <laughs> Scott, congratulations on all of your success on the single, on the album, the tour, and you know what? Finding love. Yeah. And keeping love. Congratulations on that. It's, it's a hard thing to, for many people in the world to do. And when you find it and you write about it and you sing about it, you have it in you. It's really awesome to see and hear about. So thank you for sharing that story Absolutely. with us. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm Laura Engel. We've been spending a few moments with Dylan Scott right here on Fox News Radio. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. 
Listen to Fox News Podcast shows ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or follow wherever you get your podcasts.